You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Radical Ones, it's another Radical Retro Rewind. Today is the end of the summer, and I am joined again by my beautiful co-host, everyone's favorite brother, David, and the movie geek himself, Rob. Hello, everyone. Yes, end of summer. We made it. We did it. Hello. Hello. It turned cold. That's where it ends. But he told me we could still be friends. That's right. But will you still be friends with us after this summer? Is everyone done with horror movies? I know we're fans of horror movies, but Radical Ones, maybe you weren't. But thank you for bearing with us this entire summer of Jason. And get used to it, because October's right around the corner. Exactly, exactly what I was thinking. It's like you're going to get a reprieve for a month. But in the same time, Halloween time, we you could get funny Halloween. You could get really, truly anything. I already have ideas. I cannot wait to review. Okay, never mind. Nope, we'll save it. We'll save it. I like the excitement. So, okay, so we went through every Friday the 13th movie in order. And I teased that I would reveal my favorite movie 
because it used to be part five, which by now everyone pretty much knows that it's not Jason in part five. It is Roy Burns, the paramedic. They set up as Tommy as a killer. But I think after rewatching everyone in order, I'm going to pick part six. You have to say that with a little more confidence. Is that is that your favorite or not? I will say I think part six this is Jason Lives. This is when Jason comes back as the zombie. I think that really sums up the series in the mid-80s. It, like, culminates in this one entry. It's humorous. You get the zombie Jason. And I feel like that really was the height of this franchise. But we do get new blood right after, which is Tina and David's favorite. Well, one of his favorites. Yeah, David, um, David, what's your favorite? Let's, tr- let's... So, the original... Because that's what started it all. And New Blood, of course. Because I love me. I love Tina. Lar <laughs> Parker! Lar! Roseblood. When is that coming out? Soon! So if anyone doesn't know, I think we might have mentioned it here and there, but Lar Parker, she's currently filming a fan movie, which is a continuation of Tina's story. Super excited for this, because... This is the first time she's agreed to reprise the role of Tina because she's very protective of her and she doesn't want her to die. Neither do we, I don't I just like the fact that someone took Jason on and kicked his his butt. I mean, yes, the other final girls did too without any special abilities, but he got. I feel like he was visibly frustrated with the fact that he couldn't get her best her at some point because he just looked pissed off. So that's what I liked about it. <laughs> anyway. And Rob, I believe, is your favorite still part two? I said what I said. Yeah, after rewatching this entire series again, it still hasn't changed. I find part two to be the strongest, in my opinion. Cohesive story, not a bunch of shenanigans. It was just straight up like you either go out and drink or you die pick one and that was it but we got a really a really good strong final girl in my opinion stood up for herself and her her own and you know she screamed when she had to she was silent when she had to i just liked all the characters like all the counselors to be i thought were all likable i don't think there was any well except for paul i couldn't stand him but other than that, he was the the head counselor in in the camp. But yeah, overall, uh, this one just grew on me. I think it has one of the biggest jump scares in the entire series, and there is just a lot going on with this. And I, for one, find it to be one of the strongest because it didn't even have the hockey mask, and it still made an impact, in my opinion. So, so you're not you are not friends with the Christies. <laughs> <laughs> Not friends with Christie's. <laughs> I'm gonna miss David's Pamela Voorhees impression. But you know, David, feel free to continue to bring her out whenever you feel. Now, David, on the episodes that you weren't on, did you still decide to watch said movie, or did you only rewatch the ones that you were in? Um, I did a little bit of both. I'll be honest with you. I did like skim through just because I wanted to like kind of refresh. But with my gaggle, my army of children, it's like daddy what are you doing in there daddy what's that noise i'm just watching someone get stabbed to death in between <laughs> paw patrol so <laughs> paw patrol so yeah i did get to see some things but not the way i studied obviously the, the movies that i was going to actually be on in review 
Yeah, there were a couple that I decided not to watch. I wanted to really relive it through your guys' um, opinions about it. And I got to say... Because- well, you could, right? Because we, we don't shut up and we tell you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of your style of recap, it was it was still entertaining to listen to, even though I hadn't refreshed on the movie. So great job on the episodes that you did together. Thank I, you. Thank <laughs> you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like we're just comedy relief with everything. I don't know. I find the humor in so many things but i have always said personally you know because we love we love the genre of horror that i am a big what was a big horror film person and i still i love a good b film c film d film hell i'll go to an f film where it's just like ridiculous i did want to ask you both your preference with jason do you prefer Jason alive and well, or zombie Jason unstoppable? Both types are kind of unstoppable in their own ways, but Jason did die in part four, and he came back as a zombie. But do you prefer him as a man? Do you prefer him as a zombie? Or neither? I don't think I was really <laughs> turned away with the idea of him becoming a zombie versus a man. I just, I would like more of a closure and clarity as to what happened to these people at the end. You know, um, I don't need a big backstory about where Jason was this whole time, what he's eating between movies. It's just more of like, did these did these people get, you know, get that final scare at the end or was it in their heads? That's what I want more clarity on. Confusing. And, you know, I know that there was a, a heavy declarative in, in part, oh, I can't remember, in like Jason Goes to Hell or something where they actually get his body and they take it to, so like there is a closure, there's an ending to that. And the other ones, it was just, you know, he's down for the count, some girl has a vinyl scare and then all of a sudden jason is just like cooking with his mom in his cabin like it's i just i just wanted more closure with each entry that to me is what the jason that i prefer whether he's like dead or alive that's okay i'm cool with that what about you david i'm kind of the same way i think of jason as unstoppable regardless of whether he is supernatural jason or not but to perfectly honest with you other than one to me jason is supernatural you know what i mean or two i say one and two but like three on he is supernatural because he's his ability to you know do what he does i know in the remake they kind of showed where he went through like secret little passages through the 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 bus and the whole shebang to kind of give you an idea of how he got around faster um, you know, it's always amazing when someone's running for their lives and then falls and he takes two steps and he's behind right. them already, you know. Yeah. You know, I, right. I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't think of it either way. Uh, you know, I just find it I do find it amusing of how many times he can come back under different circumstances and how water is still his Achilles heel, you know, like so, you know, I don't know. It's like, how do I put this? I don't know. Like when he got the when when Jarvis and the whole electrical thing and brought him back, you know, if he hadn't done that, then that would have been the end of it. But that's right, Tommy is as we like to say, Tommy is to blame for the next few deaths that happened. Few next, Jesus. but I, I will know. say, I it's think part story. four, five, and six are a great little trio. Of movies because they all focus on Tommy. We start with Tommy as a kid, then we get Tommy in the insane asylum, and then we get Tommy bringing back Jason again. I there's something about those three movies I really like as a group. If I had to pick, I would say those three. Random, but just figured I'd throw it out there. 
I'd be interested, though, I'm going to put this to both of you guys now. I'd be interested. So, you know, we all have done this where we've either put on, like, some channel and seen an old, like, black and white movie, or you've seen a movie that was a silent film, or, you know, Metropolis, you know what I mean? Like, you've, we've all seen these different movies, and it's like, Will, providing the human race, is, keeps on going. <laughs> Do you think that after we're lo- long gone, will someone find these and what do you think they would think about them? Or will they just kind of go away? Like, you know what I mean? We look at it as because of our generation and and that it's, you know, it's still deep set in our, our culture, culture, I guess. Culture, yeah. Culture, pop culture. That it's still relevant. But what happens when, you know, maybe the genre goes away or things change or, you know, things are always recycled. Zombies come back. Vampires come back. You know, how many times have we seen it's like the bell bottom. It never goes away. It'll come back again eventually. Oh, God, not the bell bottom. You know what I mean? Like, but like, what do you think about that? Will someone look at this and like watch all these movies? I think this is a really good question. What I will say is that Jason Voorhees is one of those horror icon slasher killers who I believe will continue to live on. I mean, given a specific timeline but i i think that he is the type of character that will carry on through generations i think horror fans will will continue to talk about this with their friends their kids and be reminded i mean it's, it's he's a little bit like the boogeyman like he's one of those characters that's not going to go away and i think that as long as the horror genre is still up and running <clears throat> this will be a franchise that they will still try to continue to keep alive as long as possible you know, you're right. There are movies in the 70s that I still have yet to watch, let alone heard of. And the only reason why I know of them is because I go back and look on myself. But Jason continues to be remade and talked about and just the rumors of being remade. Like, nobody's going to forget him, in my opinion. So I think that he, some people, out of curiosity, will probably go back and, and check these movies out as long as they're accessible to buy and, and to download and such. So that's that's, that's how I think of it. You know what's interesting, especially this question and you guys discussing this? Don't you feel, though, that what's keeping Jason alive is Halloween time and the hockey mask? Because there's probably kids right now that have no, never seen a Jason movie, Friday the 13th, and they just know of the character because of Halloween time. They go to the store and they see a hockey mask with a machete. So yeah. I really feel like that's, honestly, he's just part of this. Even Freddy, they come out with Halloween time. They just put these characters out. But these kids probably don't even know what this is it's just part of culture through every single haunted house whether it's like you know the hokey pokey one that's you know at the at the county fair sort of thing or the more professional is always a hockey mask like stuff yes. or freddy Claus. Yes. always even if you're like have no context to what you know even if you didn't know there's always that for whatever reason that's so it is like the boogeyman in that sense it's like a character and the title of the franchise is like a clear holiday in a, a calendar year like you can't escape the, the title and somebody will be reminding of the whole jason and and the whole movie and the franchise and stuff so we'll continue to be reminded of that anytime there's a friday the 13th in the calendar year and bad luck you know they say bad luck uh-huh what you're mentioning you know how you say like people go back to see metropolis and all these silent movies i hate to say it the 80s are going to be like the 50s it's sooner or later and these movies are going to be that old can you believe that like <laughs> when you mentioned that i was like oh crap you're right because right now there's a resurgence <laughs> of the 80s and 90s 
But eventually, there's going to be a resurgence of the 2000s, which, God, please, don't ever do, bring the 2000s Do you remember back. when Margaret Cho said, what are we going to do when we're, like, in the old age home? We're going to be like, put on Hungry Like the Wolf again. <laughs> like, you think about, like, these... <laughs> Like people, in, and you think that they're listening to '50s music. That people that are in like retirement homes. Meanwhile, we're going to be like, "Can you put on Dr. Dre?" <laughs> like, think it's, about it. I'm you sure don't think, it's you don't think of your grandmother or grandfather like listening to like we will be because that's the music I listen to. I still listen. You know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I don't know. We will definitely become retro as we speak about this podcast. Everything we're speaking about is retro as the years go by. I have one question for you both. If you, and I think Rob, we kind of talked about this on the reboot, but if you both had to bring this franchise back, is there any idea that you would like to explore? I know Rob is, you mentioned like, you could take or leave it. You'll see it if it comes out, but you're not begging for another one. But if one were to come out, they put you in charge. Would you go for the retro thing, throw it back to the 80s? Would you do the modern take? Would you reboot it? Would you just continue the series as it was? Uh, I'm open to the original idea of making Friday 13th an anthology series. And not a TV series, but like each movie has a different horrific story associated with either the date. You know, horror icons are, I guess, slashers. They're not really created as much as they used to be. I still think there's some life in, in Jason. And so if we were to keep the iconic character, I mean, just an idea on the top of my head. It's not my best idea, but I actually wouldn't mind a continuation. I Again, it's still hard to understand how he is preserved this entire time and why people are still visiting this camp i would like to see him in residential areas i i don't need to see him at camp and in the woods anymore he needs to start tearing up cities like he did in freddy versus jason that's kind of how i see this and you know as far as the whole urban legend thing comes into play and all that stuff um yeah it it, it really all depends i mean i i think i did say this in one of the episodes it's like with this chucky series coming out it'll be really interesting to see how he works in suburban areas and how you know so it just really depends like why is he back you know all this stuff his descendants are probably gone by now i don't know it it really depends i just think that they've done so much with this character you can't really do anything except for go backwards so they could reboot it like you said but yeah out of camp go to residential get some new sort of environment into this and that to me would make me more interested so for me i can possibly see this becoming a riverdale or like like a Bates Motel sort of a thing where it's a, it's a series, but maybe you don't know exactly the killer. I actually, re, I, does anybody remember when when they did like Friday the 13th? Uh, the series, yeah, which the series, was so which crazy. Which was completely, that... or like there was when Freddy Krueger actually hosted like- Yes, a, Freddy's a Nightmares. But not like that, but like modernize it where like, I agree with Rob, like how many times are people going to go back to Camp Crystal Lake and get slain? Like if I was the government, besides doing this whole thing where- they finally get the body, I would have drained Crystal Lake. <laughs> like, I would have cemented over it. I would have dropped a bomb. I would have made it a preserve where there was fences where nobody go in. And if you go in, you get killed, whatever. It's your own fault. But, you know, maybe him, maybe Jason, Holly Marie Cones, and uh, Shannon Darty can go on the road trips, you know, together killing people. I don't know. Harrison Nicole Richie. But this is, you're right. If you dropped him in the middle of nowhere, he kills. You're right. He, he If you dropped him in the middle of 
of like whatever Louisiana, he would kill everybody in Louisiana. He gets his hands on. You know what I mean? Like or like I said, and I think I told you this off the mic. I was like, you can pull a Jumanji and just have kids being sucked into the video game and just going through that. I, I mean, it's digital. It's modern. I mean, that's. I was happy with the Jumanji series, so exactly. So that could be another way too. I actually like both of your ideas, but now I I have a hybrid of both of them that I'm thinking of. Why not have Crystal Lake as a roped off area, like David said, armed with guards, and somehow it's completely abandoned, blocked off. And some, for some reason, someone has to go in there or they sneak in or something like that. And Jason has been contained in this area. That might be one way to go. Or they drop, what about they drop Jason down as a weapon? Something like the government has taken him and they, like, if they need people killed, they'll drop him down in an area, maybe. That's another take that could happen. I would still prefer go back in time. I'm thinking everyone loves a retro thing. Strangers, everything is doing 80s. Do a throwback thing in the 80s. 80s continue it in the 80s just have it pick up like nothing no backstory just a continuation of oh yeah throw in the jason is blah, 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 a blah, death blah, blah, curse a death yeah curse. Death, bring up the death curse all that thing but everyone loves a time period i feel like peace did 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 american horror story i didn't watch that season unfortunately but did oh, american horror story do well yeah i think it did it, did it wasn't the best I, season yeah but... I, I, it's not really talked about a lot but i i thought it was a solid season i think a lot of stuff that was cliche though right yeah they they technically in the same season did a part two it, it was great i love the way that they did it because half of the season was you know the story and like what happened initially and then they did a part two where a character who escaped had to return back to the camp so they actually had two like a sequel inside the same season i thought that was clever um without saying it like outright it was just sort of implied like oh this is part two of this double feature you know so yeah i thought it was decent they could do something crazy like putting uh murderers and stuff and like locking them into camp crystal lake to be yes to be killed that's like almost thinking. like try a, to kill like, jason escape from Manhattan, yeah. so to speak escape from crystal lake <laughs> yeah or people yeah or there's a reality show where they have people fighting jason that they in this locked off area and cameras that's the rage nowadays too yeah something like that oh i think you're onto something here so do you guys have a least favorite film of this series i don't want to use the word hate hate is such a strong word but what is your least favorite i think everyone knows mine by now no mine is goes to hell someone in the comments section on uh, youtube said that that is their favorite movie and i i am all for it like rob always says if you love a movie that's wonderful but to me that is the worst the weakest of the franchise if jason is in space sigourney weaver better be taking him on that's all i gotta say <laughs> well, we got that amazing robot <laughs> not not the fembot rob your least favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite is manhattan actually <gasps> I, I don't know there's something about jason in the 90s that just doesn't cut well I, I just think that once he kind of goes into that realm... Wait, I don't think Manhattan was in the 90s, was it? 
It might have been 89. It it's basically the... It was like Paula Abdul. She was 89 into the 90s, but you consider her either genre because she, she had hits in both... She's straddling two decades. She straddled, yeah. she straddled the decades. I don't know. It, it was, it's just that plot, the whole boat thing. It was just a little bit of a stretch to me, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it was 89, 89. 89. Didn't have to be on the lake. It just... I don't know. There was just something about it that just didn't hit well, so it was my least favorite. It wasn't as fun for me. Yeah, that that's just... So part eight, but what about underrated, or I guess I should say most improved? You guys had a chance to sort of rewatch this franchise again. Did any of these movies improve for you versus the last time that you watched it? I'm gonna say that Manhattan actually did a nosedive because because of being Ooh. originally from New York, I had this kind of sentimental feeling. But honestly, the only good part for me, no offense to anybody, was him in like like seeing the lights of Broadway and like that kind of a thing like was the only thing that was like new york about it otherwise everything was just like toxic waste dump everywhere and alleys and alleys, and alleys. so an alley. that actually degraded for me i actually put that on a lower level i think it is two that i actually i actually enjoyed more and he's got the sack yeah so i kind two. of like two kind of went up for me more and actually the one god i can't believe this people are gonna be like how did you listen to these and not know that the, the one we, I, I we, believe me i could listen to a movie and when forget Jarvis it right was when he was when he was a young kid like part i four, actually part i four. actually enjoyed that a little bit more but again he's killing me he's killing me <laughs> and like oh come at any time to my house strange man that i met in the woods Trish, she, she found that man looking for bears you know like i you know what it is i find the humor in it and i think that's probably why i enjoy these movies yes. because i don't like seeing people get killed per se there's a few people that might be on my list but you know <laughs> i have to say that's what i think it's it's a humorous they they do it in a it sounds sick but they do it in a humorous way it's not like these movies aren't well, meant to be serious i i well it's like scream all right when what is it when sarah michelle geller says the stupid bimbo with the big breast is running up the stairs instead of going out the door or whatever it's like you know sarah there's michelle. a reason why that was put in there isn't that she's the one who says it right <laughs> that's nev campbell sydney says it Oh, Nev Campbell. Nev oh, Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gellar is in the... She gets hooked. That's yes. right. She's in... Well, she's in, bo she's in both summer. of that franchise. She, she got summer. her ass in and both. Which, by the way, she should have made it out when she made it to the marching band. <laughs> oh, I still... Yeah, I'm still upset that she didn't survive she that. She was this but... close. This close. Poor sister got killed, too, and everything. Well, she should have, because she took five hours to open the door. I will say, though, part six improved for me. Part six, really, I really saw a lot in it. Closing thoughts on this chapter of the Radical Retro Rewind the whole entire summer. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed it. I thought it was very appropriate for us to go through this series again, especially on your show being so retro and, you know, summer camp. So thank you for collaborating with me, my you. experiment on my show. And yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this series. Uh, I still think that part five is, is still the most underrated Jason out of the entire series. I would say that through this batch of rewatches that the reboot actually earned a little bit more points with me this time around yeah. and you can you can tell that in my conversation and review that i had with you ryan i actually had a lot more bigger points 
to talk about. There was actually something fun to watch and, and all of that. So I, I, I Will give of Ford's re- breast. Yeah. <laughs> I give the reboot a little bit more uh credit. I wanna but, be bad. But yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed watching all of them all the way through. I thought it was fun and good good summer. David, did you like going through memory lane? Well the girls I've killed before. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, this is a part of our childhood as much as people should say like it was Disney. It was Ariel <laughs> and Cinderella. It's like, no, it was Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers <laughs> and demons. But, and um, demons, you know. You know, throwing a random demon. Night and the um, demons. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I, th- I hope people really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was nice, too, to bounce back and forth between being on one and then having you and Rob do one. And then besides my ridiculous schedule with the, with the chitlins, it's it was um, really nice to kind of see different perspectives. I'm excited. I will say one thing that I am big advocate now because I've got, I don't know why I've gotten kinder and gentler, I guess, maybe because I have kids now. I don't I like this sort of gore and horror because it's not perverse if that makes sense so yeah, it's not like, like torture porn as it's, I like it's to say. not like no there was a point i actually the only movie i've ever walked out of my entire life was uh the hills have eyes because of the guy when there's a pregnant woman and he's like assault sexually assaulting her and and doing stuff with her breasts and stuff and she's a pregnant woman with the baby and the whole thing it actually nauseated me because that to me is just beyond. Now I understand these people are mutated things and beyond, and I'm getting on my soapbox, I'm sorry guys, but I like this older formula for horror movies because it's very silly in a way. I know people are being killed and it's ridiculous and you know, it's still people quote unquote dying, but it's in, it's in a in, in a more of a fun way. And that's why we laugh It's a surreal it. world, it's it takes place in a, a different yeah, you know it's, it's just it's not grotesque and that's that's something that if yes. they ever reboot i hope they don't go with that if they want to do jump you know jump scenes and and loud scares and stuff and that's fine but to me i just don't like when like try to reboot with like uber uber disgustingness like when they're doing stuff like that to me just i don't know but yeah i mean i loved it i loved it i love doing it i can't wait until next summer god only knows what, what what what's planned for that i was hoping nightmare well see now it's gonna be hard for me because i actually have quite a few that i really like i know i was gonna say you that is your series i mean that's you my jam it. radical ones that was this summer after this we're going back to normal shows thundercats the last friday of every month double episodes for the feline fans you can always reach david at universal appeal 2021 word and the radical retro rewind podcast one word on instagram and Rob, where can the people find you? You can find me at Movie Geek and Proud. I am on Twitter, MGNP Podcast. We just finished our summer tour of camp movies and we wrapped it up with True Beverly Hills, where Ryan also joined me for that very last review of the summer. I had a great time doing that. And coming up, we will be going back to normal by introducing two 
films from back in the day to celebrate new TV coming back by reviewing Stay Tuned with John Ritter and Pleasantville with Reese Witherspoon and Toby McGuire. You can also find me doing Brunch with the Hollowells, which is a charmed recap podcast. We are on season seven of season eight, where Ryan will also be joining me for the entire season. So definitely look out for that coming right next week, starting September 5th. Thank you so much, Radical Ones. Thank you for hanging in this entire summer. We hope you had a blast along with us. And stay safe out there. Don't go into any camps. Thanks again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.